Hi everybody. Uh, today we're going to have our podcast uh, by our fourth year medical student Henry Dumkey, and he's going to speak to us regarding adrenal insufficiency. Welcome Henry. Thank you. So adrenal insufficiency is a serious issue with many possible etiologies. We'll, we'll discuss the presentation and then the workup of adrenal insufficiency. Its presentation varies, but in general it will be either in an acute manner as adrenal crisis or in a chronic manner. Adrenal crisis presents a shock with a myriad of other symptoms such as anorexia, abdominal pain, fatigue, weakness. Chronic insufficiency presents with vague symptoms such as fatigue, weight loss, abdominal pain, and myalgias, and laboratory findings will show hyponatremia. Primary chronic adrenal insufficiency may also have skin hyperpigmentation as well as hyperkalemia. There are many more ways adrenal insufficiency can present, but these are some of the most common. The diagnosis of adrenal insufficiency is made by a uh, laboratory workup. The first step is to determine if there is a shortage of cortisol in the system, and thus if there is an insufficiency of the adrenal gland. This is most commonly done by a morning serum cortisol concentration. It is important that it is tested in the morning because cortisol levels cycle throughout a 24-hour period. A normal morning cortisol concentration is between 10 to 20 micrograms per deciliter. This test is not perfect, however, as studies have shown that using 10 as a cutoff has only a 62% sensitivity and a 77% specificity. This means that if the morning cortisol is normal and you have a high suspicion for adrenal insufficiency, you may consider proceeding with the workup. The next step in the workup is to determine if the insufficiency is primary, meaning the adrenal gland is not working properly, or secondary, or tertiary, meaning the adrenal gland is working but the pituitary or hypothalamus is not working respectively. This is done by measuring adrenocorticotropic levels, ACTH levels. The hormone that is released by the pituitary and stimulates the adrenal gland to release cortisol. And by, produce, and by performing an ACTH stimulation test where synthetic ACTH, also called cosonotropin, is administered and then cortisol levels are rechecked to determine if the adrenal gland responds appropriately. Failure to respond to, to cosinotropin indicates adrenal insufficiency, but further testing is required to determine primary versus secondary versus tertiary. ACTH concentrations can distinguish primary adrenal insufficiency from secondary or tertiary. If ACTH is high and the adrenal glands fail to produce cortisol when exposed to cosinotropin, then the problem is likely primary adrenal insufficiency, meaning the adrenal glands are not working properly. You may also measure aldosterone and renin levels, which will be low and high respectively in primary adrenal insufficiency, but normal in other causes. If ACTH is low and, and the adrenals fail to produce cortisol when exposed to cosinotropin, then the problem is in the pituitary or hypothalamus. Furthermore, you can do a prolonged ACTH stimulation test where you give a longer duration of synthetic ACTH which will eventually cause the adrenal gland to produce cortisol in secondary and tertiary causes. To distinguish between secondary and tertiary adrenal insufficiency, you have to perform a corticotropin-releasing hormone test, also called CRH. CRH is administered, and then ACTH levels are measured. If the, if the issue is in the pituitary gland, then ACTH levels will remain low. If the issue is in the hypothalamus, then the ACTH levels will rise. All set. Now, is there a possibility that this can be caused from a cancer? Sure, there's a, a lot of different causes for adrenal insufficiency. Um, one of the more common causes of 
a pitu- when the pituitary is involved is a pituitary tumor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most common cause of adrenal insufficiency, at least in the U.S., I believe, is iatrogenic, meaning that we do it to, to the patients. What this means is we often have patients on steroids in the hospital, um, and then when you and and therefore the adrenal glands kind of sh- shut down because they don't need to be producing steroids. Mm. And then when we withdraw the steroids, the adrenal glands don't wake up quick enough and you have an insufficiency. So how do you get them to react again? So the, the key is to kind of taper that, um, that steroid withdrawal. So if you slowly back off the steroids, then the adrenal glands have enough time to wake up and produce steroids on their own. And, th- and then you never have a complete withdrawal of steroids, which would precipitate a crisis. Great. Well, thank you very much. And uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much.